This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, and come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words, but no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. And come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah hope everybody's having a really good week this is a blazing hot weekend uh in philadelphia it's 90 degrees both days and i am thankfully replenished rejuvenated if you will just yesterday i um got a new bike i got well i got i got a new bike on friday and you know the one that i had i go bike riding a lot and the one that i had was you know it, it's it's i think it was past his due it was time to start a new chapter so i got a i got a tank of a bike now that can handle off-road and city and everything so it's, it's like it's almost like a um hummer <laughs> to some extent in, in comparison to my last one but nonetheless i end up going on my first bike ride with it i really gave it a good test and um took it to like if you're in philadelphia you notice i went to maniunk and then ended up somehow going so far ended up in volley forge <laughs> norris town from university city so that's like a 40 mile ride and that's like a new pr for me that's you know i should get it uh, an unlocked achievement for that and uh but with that said i was drained and then on top of that it's 90 degrees here in philadelphia so I am happy that I got enough rest, I rejuvenated, and I'm here to talk about one of the craziest and maybe best movies I may see this year, and that is Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. You know, when people thought about this movie and when we saw the trailer, we wanted to see an actual Rescue Rangers movie, but then we learned that it was something totally different, and they were going a whole new different direction, and, John, and then we learned that John Mulaney was playing Chip and, uh, you know, Adam Sandberg, who is one of my favorite uh, comedic actors out there um one of the one of the best in snl 
uh, to ever come out. And uh, he did Brooklyn Nine Nine, of course, which is one of my all time favorite shows. One of the best comp, you know, cop comedies since like Police Academy to me. I think it supersedes Police Academy. But anything that that dude does is hilarious. Like he has his comedic style is of his own and it is hilarious. So he plays Dell and these two have this movie that is going such a different direction that unbeknownst to any of us, we didn't know how it was going to be. So there was a little bit of skepticism going along, but we finally got to see this movie. We're going to talk about this movie in full in our talk topic uh, of the week because there is so much to cover in this movie. There was just so much. It, this is some of the biggest fanfare I've seen ever <laughs> in years, probably not since Roger Rabbit. So we're definitely going to talk about that, but we do have a lot of news to talk about and things to talk about and cover some trailers and, and everything that came out this week. Um, some really good news is coming out this week for Mar mostly Marvel related too. I should say um, before we even do that, before we get to the next segment, I want to give a major thanks to Boris Roberto Aguilar of Sunday night's main event. One of the one of the top I, actually, I don't know if there's any other, but it is the premier uh, radio show in Canada that talks all things wrestling, professional wrestling, if you will. And they've been around for years. They've been around since uh, it was formerly known as the law, like live audio wrestling. I forgot the reason why they end up rebranding and changing the name of it, but they um, changed the name to Sunday Night's Main Event. They moved on to another TSN uh, radio network and other networks to uh, air the show. And they also have other podcasts. They have a Patreon account and they have other podcasts and everything exclusive to their Patreon and fans and everything. Um, Dave Meltzer, who's like one of the most exclusive journalists in professional wrestling, like he is the oldest journalist to ever cover professional wrestling, like just not just what goes on in in front of the camera, but behind the camera. He's on the show all the time as well. So um, to be able to get a chance to connect with those guys and, and get to um, do a show with Boris, I was on his show recently um, talking about Rampage uh, last week, AEW Rampage or All Elite Wrestling Rampage last week. And then he, in exchange, came on my show to talk about the top five wrestling games of our time and we called it our time because with over 300 wrestling games to ever come out in a span of almost 40 years there's no way in hell we can really say that we played it all so saying our time made it better to understand like these are the stuff these are the games that we grew up with and these were the ones that we enjoyed the most and people really enjoyed it um a lot of wrestling gaming fans really enjoyed it we got some great feedback from it and it's available now on audio and video, of course, on TalkTimeLive.com. You can check it out right now. And I might say this is the best produced uh, and the biggest produced video I've ever done because I had to go in and do a lot of different, like get a lot of clips and video clips of games that we were choosing. So that was going on. And I got a new program that I'm using that which is now allowing 4K to be created. Uh, in video. So this is my first venture into doing a 4K video. Um, first of all, it took 10 hours, 10 and a half hours to do this, to produce everything, to put everything together. Like I was in this office for 10 and a half hours straight putting this together. So it's an hour of footage. Think about it. And then it all and on top of it, it's all 4K. So rendering that 
in here was a big deal. And then uploading that was another big deal. So this was a whole new learning experience, but what came out of it was like one of the best produced videos I've ever done. I'm so proud of this video. It is so awesome. Like I've watched it in full already. Uh, other people have watched it in full and have really enjoyed it. And um, it really enjoyed the the effects and the uh, added bells and whistles that I put into it. Um, it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. I love this new program. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot now. Granted, I won't be doing as many clips as as I did before with other interviews that I'm going to be doing now. Um, the, the intro has changed, the, the transitions changed, the end of credits, everything. I just redid everything. It was just so awesome. Um, I, I, I love it. Uh, hopefully that you guys will love it too. So go on to talktimelive.com, go into our audio uh, podcast page. You can check it out there and go into our exclusive video page. It's up there right now. It is fantastic. And if you're a big wrestling fan and love wrestling video games like I do, like Boris does, like many gamers do, go out of your way, check it out, because I think you'll enjoy it and you'll enjoy our picks as well. So with that said, we're going to go into our next segment and find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so I want to give a big shout out to my friend Molly, uh, aka Molly Flanagan, who is the voice of Naruto, as you guys know, good friend of mine. And I wanted to congratulate her because a project that she's been working on for quite some time is finally released on Amazon. And it's a really fun, quirky kid comedy uh, that she did. Uh, she's pretty much a Power Ranger in a, in a sense. Basically, the movie that she uh, is in and she starred in is called My Babysitter is a Superhero, which I looked when I watched it, it was like this thing capitalizes on everything that is Saban's Power Rangers. So if you were a fan of the American Super Sentai version of the Power Rangers, Saban's Power Rangers, you will like this because it embodies the Power Ranger esque type of film vibe i mean right down to the acting style that they do um even the like the quirky like the the not so expensive special effects i should say it's it's a really quirky and, and humorous film and i thought it, i think it was meant to be this way to you know resemble that of the power rangers type of deal the acting to me was solid and it was some familiar faces that i've seen in other tv shows as well on air but molly plays a superhero that is inherited the job of captain agent or um cat or agent action i believe it uh, she was called and she's now the latest version of it but she also is you know a good neighbor to the uh you know the community or whatever and she was asked to basically babysit this you know these group of teens who were kind of rowdy or whatnot in the neighborhood they were you know a rock band or whatever like that so he got into trouble his mom decided that she wanted him to, uh to be babysat while she goes away uh to a con or a convention i guess she's an event um she works for a convention promote uh promoter company and so he ends up finding out that you know she's a superhero and everything and then everything goes on and there are these aliens that are coming down and that looks very much like the costume 
the costume wor uh, work in here is pretty good. Like this is, it's it's like it's a it's a low budget film, but it's above the low budget film if that makes sense. Um, like I said, it's done exactly in the way that if you watch any of the Saban Power Rangers shows, it is done exactly the same way. It really captures that. So if, you, like I said, if you like the Power Rangers or if you liked any of the, uh, the other versions of the Power Rangers has ever come out, you're gonna like this. Everything, it really does a good job with that. I think kids will like it even more because they see superheroes, they see, you know, special effects, they see, you know, evil doers or uh, and aliens and everything coming down to, you know, take over the world. And then you got Molly, <laughs> who's like playing the superhero. She's like three apples high and she's like, she can really, you know, kick butt in this movie. So it's on Amazon right now. Go out of the way, you can rent and own it uh, if you want. And, uh, you know, shout out to her. I thought I really enjoyed it. I think kids will really, really enjoy this film as well. So. Uh, this just eight hours ago, which is the t uh, like pretty much by the time I went to sleep and the time I woke up, Marvel Studios released the trailer, the actual trailer to Miss Marvel. And uh, we got a chance to see this. And I got to say, I, I'm I'm excited. But there are some things I'm a little skeptical about. Uh, in a sense with this, um, basically <clears throat> the character, um, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for people to get used to the, especially people who read the comics with her visually and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are clips on the trailer that we've seen before, but we get to see a little bit more of what Kamala gets to do, what she looks like. Um, it's, if you're, if you're new to the, if you're new to the Kamala Khan character, you won't think nothing of it. But if you're a longtime fan of the character, then you will kind of see some things that you, that you didn't see in the comic, for instance. Um, just her visually alone, her hairstyle is a little bit different than what people would expect. Um, her look is kind of different than what people would expect too. The powers is the most polarizing thing because her powers, are a little bit actually a lot different than what they were in the comics um she had something i don't i forgot the name of the type of power that she has she was she is an inhuman in the comics um but in here she is not inhuman she gets her powers another way uh and she but and they're a little bit different from what before because she was had the ability to stretch she was had the ability to change her look her you know, and everything from that. Um, it's a little bit different than we expect. So there's going to be some changes. Casual fans may not know it, but hardcore comic book fans may recognize it. And it just comes down. I think it just comes down to performance. Are we going to be convinced that she is actually Kamala Khan here? And that's when it's going to come down to um, Yvonne. Uh, I'm sorry, Iman uh, Vellani is playing the role of Kamala Khan. And this is actually, believe it or not, her first role ever. So like for her to get this role, this is insanely huge. I can't imagine the pressure that she might have and wondering what people are gonna think of this character. Um, this is gonna be interesting. I know there are gonna be a, min a minority of fans who are gonna crap on it, not give it a chance at all. I'm gonna be as open-minded as possible about this. For one thing, for one reason only, is that Marvel rarely let us down 
with these with these shows and movies they have rarely let us down i have not seen anything from like their hidden their their batting average is extremely good um and they they've only had like a few misses in there it wasn't much so for the their casting has always been great so if they chose her to be kamala khan i'm gonna trust that and and not only that but she's also scheduled to be in the upcoming film the marvels which is coming out believe it or not very soon very very soon um so we will see what's gonna happen now, the funny thing i don't know if they got pushed back or whatever like that but it says it's coming out in november but i also know that what else is coming out um it is scheduled it, it there's a poster that's saying it's coming out november 11th but i believe isn't that black panther that's also coming out or was that wrong i don't know we'll see but nonetheless we're going to see this it's coming out june 3rd uh or june 8th i'm sorry which is like not too far away this is literally uh literally less than three weeks away this movie uh this is going to premiere so i'm look I, regardless i'm looking forward to it i am a fan of um miss marvel i am very much a fan of miss marvel uh the character and the comics and everything and i've seen her portrayals on animated series the avengers video game which is literally the best part of the marvel avengers video game is the story mode and the performance of kamala kong and and the character uh development of kamala khan it is absolutely the best thing about that game so i'm i trust marvel enough to give them a bit of it of a doubt to see what they're going with this to see what direction they're going with this i am probably one of the rare people that don't mind the new powers because i was not really a fan of the idea that she could do the same things and have the same abilities that mr fantastic was having you know because mr fantastic's ability richard's ability is to stretch is to be able to elongate his body and move it and change it to different forms kamala can do the exact same thing but she can also change her face she can you know turn into a whole different person and everything so he took it a little bit further with her inhuman power uh powers and you know they decided to change it up and i i don't know if that was because of reed richards and the fantastic four coming out soon and they're gonna have the same thing so they didn't want them to have the same I, which i didn't understand why they did that in the comics and I don't, I don't, I, if I'm correct, I'm not sure, but I know the Fantastic Four at one point in the comics was defunct sort of kind of temporarily because of the Fox, you know, the conflict with Fox and all the stuff that, you know, before it was acquired by Disney, um, Fox had issues with uh, the usage of the Fantastic Four or whatnot. So they decided to, they often went and decided to actually, you know, take the fantastic four out like the longest running you know comic book series in marvel they decided to take it out and make changes or whatever like that it is the same thing with with x-men as well so it's just crazy that all this is finally happening i mean it was it felt like so long ago when all these issues with marvel and all these other hollywood studios was going on but they came out with kamala khan and i don't know necessarily if she came out during that time and they just decided to give her those like kind of similar looking powers even though they're slightly different visually optically you're looking at them and it's like that's mr fantastic's powers hell that's that's plastic man's powers too i mean he or elongated man's powers too so we got another stretcher so in this case they're changing up the powers and i actually like 
what I'm seeing with the powers and everything. So I'm looking forward to the explanation because she in, in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, she's not inhuman. They decided not to make her inhuman, even though inhumans do exist, as we seen in Doctor Strange in the in the Multiverse of Madness. Black Bolt <laughs> was in the movie, and I definitely say was <laughs> in that extent. But he exists in other, you know, lands. He exists in a six one six. So, um, we'll see how it goes. But three, less than three weeks away, we're going to see it. It's going to be interesting. So, along with that, we also had another trailer prior to this. Before that, the biggest news that came out was we finally get to see the official trailer for She-Hulk. And uh, oh, let me rephrase that: She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And this one was a lot more exciting and as a result of all this 78 million people viewed in less in about 24 hours of uh the trailer being released it was amazing um and the trailer itself is to me i'm excited i'm really excited about this and i can let me just go down because i'm watching it right now they have uh basically what it looks like a car going down the hill and I, that could be the reason why she ends up becoming she-hulk because in the comics as we know uh jennifer is basically going to be um she's going to be the cousin or she's yeah she is the cousin of bruce banner and jennifer walters is her name but she ends up having a situation or getting to an accident where she winds up needing a blood transfusion and Bruce I, of all people ends up giving her the blood transfusion here and she ends up becoming She-Hulk so there lies the situation only difference between those two is that Jennifer embraces the green so she ends up staying green the entire time unlike Bruce was but in in this Marvel Cinematic Universe he stays green too for the most part um but Jennifer is going to be green fully in our brace it fully at least in the comics that she was and i really love it we also are going to see we also see an abomination on here um we see uh bruce in here himself so uh mark ruffalo is making his full appearance he's gonna and take note this is a nine episode series this is probably the most episodes we've seen of any of the marvel series so far uh tatiana um masala for, uh who everybody knows her from um what is the tv show that she's on she's on perry mason she's on orphan black mostly orphan black she's mostly known for people love this actor and uh she's gonna be on here we're also gonna see jamil uh uh jamila jamil in here we, tim roth makes his appearance back as the abomination i'm so glad that they that we're seeing more and more of tim roth because he was absolutely fantastic as the abomination and people keep like when it, when it comes to conversations of my favorite marvel movies the incredible hawk i make sure to bring up a lot because i thought that that was really well done uh there's some people who are going to try to you know be a contrarian about that movie i love the movie because they took shades of the the david banner version the uh, bill bixby version and a little bit from the animated series from the 80s they took a they mixed those two together 
really did a great job. The special effects, the CGI, everything was great in that movie. So I really loved it. And I'm and, and I love that they really still embraced it and celebrate it um, in here as well. So I love it. Um, Benedict Wong is going to be making an appearance in here. And I guess that will be the connection to Shang, um, Shang-Chi because he made an appearance on there as well because he was with Abomination. And so we got that situation there too. It, this is going to be interesting. I really liked it now there was a situation where people a minority of people were embracing were embracing the special effects i actually didn't i i enjoyed the special effects and i know that for a fact that they're going to add more to it there's going to be so much more to it i think people are going to love this i think the minority of fans just people need to stop really giving weight to the minority of fans here i thought it was I thought it, I thought the special effects were good. I thought the special effects were above average good, and they're still working on it. It's coming out in August seventeenth. So, what you see now, we're we're going to see more of down the line too. I really like the scene where um, she he t he tries to get her adrenaline rushing, and he tells her how to you know get her powers working. So he puts her in a room in this little like dome or whatever like that that has basically a wall moving towards her with saws in there which is going to help her rage out and she ends up raging out and bruce is like yes 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 and she ends up raging out on bruce <laughs> no 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 so i really like where this is going she her idea was to be a lawyer and not a superhero so she embraces it one of the funniest things that i saw in this episode in this uh trailer was her you know i guess going on a dating app a, a tinder like dating app or whatever like that and she is just swiping right on so many different you know uh people and lo and behold one of the people that she ends up going out to date is none other than david otunga formerly of the wwe aka also known as jennifer hudson's ex uh fiance or whatever like that they never did get married i believe they were supposed to get married they never got married but it is hilarious that he is just making an appearance we haven't seen for wrestling fans we haven't seen david otunga in ages like this dude i mean like the the, the interesting thing about david otunga is that like he was he was he got into professional wrestling but aside from that he is a legit harvard harvard grad lawyer like he's graduated in Harvard for law. So he does, I think he still does pro bono work, but on the side of that, he is, he is a sports entertainer or was a sports entertainer, but he's also now in acting as well. Um, and he was married to Jennifer Hudson for a time being. So he, you know, it's really interesting to see that he was able to get in and really do something awesome here, uh, and be a part of the Marvel universe. So it, this is going to be interesting. And then on top of that, she ends up date she ends up finally dating one of the people that she ended up dating and they show a scene of her in the room and she's lifting up her date so there's going to be a lot of fun things about this movie i am all for it. i'm i you know when i look at this and i looked at miss marvel i'm excited but i'm a, i'm i have my reserves for miss marvel because it's going to be an interesting one there but she hawk looks very much like what i expected to see from she-hawk so this is awesome that one is coming august 17th 
Um, so uh, Disney is coming. They're giving us everything that they said there was happening. We also still have um, uh, so many other shows that are coming soon too, man. We still have uh, Armor Wars. We got, in terms of shows at least, um, we got Armor Wars. We got Ironheart, which is Riri Williams taking over the realm of Iron Man. I am Groot. We got Secret Invasions. We got the Marvel, Zo uh, Marvel Zombies coming too. So uh, the Spider-Man freshman year we got coming. Oh man, it's just so much coming out. Uh, and then in terms of movies, Aquaman and the Wasps, um, Quantum uh, Mania coming. We got the Fantastic Four movie coming. Agatha, House of Harkness. Uh, we're getting Agatha back, which is one of the dopest part of uh, WandaVision in here. Well, just one of many dope things, but Agatha was so great. She deserves her own show. I, I, I so can't wait for that. We also are getting Echo, which we did see. Uh, we got a chance to see a first look at uh, Echo. Marvel Studios released a picture of her, and she is played by uh, Alaquia Cox. But if I'm correct, this is a different. Well, no, this is the same one that was on Hawkeye. So I got to see where this is going uh, with this whole entire situation. And because uh, I, I was so it was said that she was going to be a different it was said that she was going to be um and i you know i just realized i shouldn't have said that because my amazon alexa device actually responds to that word so <laughs> if you heard anything in the background that's probably what that was it was my uh alexa device activating because i because the term alexa comes up a lot for some reason i decided not to you know to change the name of that so i decided to turn it to echo and I just realized I forgot about that. So it activated upon that point. So there you go. But there was a there was talk that they were going to be changing the actor uh, of Alakwea uh, Cox. But it looks like she's going to be reprising the role. The picture here says it. So I don't know where that news came from. Maybe that was clickbaitish. Um, Devery Jacobs is going to be here as well. And a whole bunch of other people. I don't know what this is going to cover per se and what they're gonna because i never when i read the comics i never read her exactly with the only time i read her i think it was the spider-man comic with her on air and with the kingpin and everything we still got to know if the kingpin is still alive and i believe he is still alive i don't say what you i believe that dude is still alive so i'm looking forward to that but we got so much marvel to cover here man i'm so looking forward to it but that is coming august 17th and i couldn't be more happier the way for that one and miss marvel too um also in the news news has been going around and we kind of saw this coming we didn't need we, we didn't need sight to sense this but with the appearance of matt murdoch and spider-man no way home it was more than evident that they're supporting the dark uh, the uh the daredevil series and in fact it has been reported in many uh different outlets that a new daredevil series is in the works for marvel's uh from our uh disney plus and not only that it will it has been said or rumored that it's still been connected to the original netflix series which means it will be dark <laughs> it will continue to be dark uh this is going to be very interesting to see how far they go people are wondering are they going to keep with the dark theme um if any if 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 there's any indication after watching 
uh, Doctor Strange in, in, in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I see this coming. Plus, not to mention, they are going to be working uh, on the Deadpool 3 movie, which is now connected to the uh, to the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe officially. And they have been said many a times that they're going to keep it rated R. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens with that, too. And on keeping up with the Marvel news, there has been talk and rumors. This is the only place I've heard this rumor from. So it is a rumor as of right now that John Krasinski, who is known as Jim from The Office, also known now as the first appearance of Reed Richards in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he made his appearance on the um, Multiverse of Madness, is said to be directing the Marvel, uh, the Fantastic Four film. Now, this is according to a site called Haikyuu. There has not been confirmation of this happening yet. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I'd never knew known John Krasinski to be a director, so I've only known him to be an actor. And if he's directing this, it's going to be very interesting because I would, I would need to see his credentials to know if he's directed any other movie. I haven't watched, really watched any of, um the movies that he's ever directed per se. I know he's a really good actor. I loved him in the office. Um, he also, I believe he played Jack Ryan in the, uh, Tom Clancy series on Amazon, but, and I, and I've said it before. I thought he did pretty good as Reed Richards in, uh, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. I thought, you know, for this, for the time that he was in there, I thought he did pretty good. So he was convincing enough to me to, he could pull off that role. I, I, I never, thought of him ever playing that role before but you know when they put him in a costume when they put him in you know gave him the uh, hair and everything and he kind of he looked like um the ultimate universe version of Reed Richards I thought he I thought he could pull it off I thought he could really put it off and I love the fact that he was the ultimate because I believe if I'm correct the ultimate universe version of Reed Richards had a beard or was it the later versions I know when Secret Wars came they merged both the universes together but in the comics too ultimate universe Reed Richards became a villain so I believe called the indicator I believe if I'm correct it's been so long since I read that book but I also know that how how really badass that version of Reed Richards was too um he would he he gave uh, Dr. Doom a run for his money with that so I'm I'm interested because there is no there's still no indication of as to whether he will be reprising that. Oh, wait, no. Oh, OK. OK. I just went into IMDb right now and apparently. OK, he's this is interesting because he's on the Fantastic Four IMDb page, but they have parentheses or they have, um, they, have they pretty much say rumored on there. So here's the thing. This is interesting. This is very interesting. I don't know who put this up, but I know when you have an IMDb page, you have your, you, you create the account. Marvel studios had to have created this account. So, which means they had to have put that on there. They had to have put that on there. Cause I haven't, even I have an IMDb page because I've, done some i've done a commercial um uh, before i've done um a indie film of sorts before and i've done a few things so 
this is interesting that I'm pretty sure Marvel Studios has control of this page. They have control of all of their pages because they decide what gets released or not. Like we don't know what gets released uh, in terms of who's going to be in a certain project or not until and then they'll have some people there, but they won't have everybody there because they want to keep everything lock and key until the surprise comes out. This is interesting that he's even in here as a rumored possibility of Reed Richards. I wouldn't have put him in at all if he was not in there. I would just put him in as credited for a variant of Reed Richards, you know, in the film in the film and everything. So interesting. That is very interesting. Oh, yeah, he did do a quiet place, too, is I never was a you know fan of horror, so I didn't want to watch that at all. So that's interesting. Uh, let me see what he's done as far as directing. As far as director, do they have anything in terms of? OK, so he did direct a few things. Oh, oh, he did direct a quiet place one into. I didn't know that in the, uh, the hollers. He directed three episodes. Of the, OK, so OK, there's a there's I can see where there's a possibility to that rumor. OK, and um, both a quiet places made some they made some change in the box office. So I did not know that that is good still. And now I know. And knowing is half the battle. So, okay. So, uh, all right. I can see where this is possibly happening and possibly could happen here. Um, we'll see. I'm all for it. I like his acting style. I've always loved him in the office. We'll see how this goes. So, all right. And then the last bit of news I have is the my thoughts on the trailer for The Boys. Okay. This is going to be crazy. The Boys is uh, coming out also. In, uh, in June 3rd. So that's coming out. Kamala, uh, Miss Marvel's coming out all in the same week. And uh, oh boy, we're going to have a great, we're going to have a great summer here. I'm going to have lose it. So it's coming out on Friday, June 3rd. And then following week, Miss um, uh, Marvel's going to come out on the 8th. So we're going to have two comic book shows to watch uh, in, the, in the month of June. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely going to be awesome. Homelander looks like he's going to go insane. He's going to kill everybody. If you guys remember all the things that he went through in the last season, it's all coming back to him. He's going through some mental health issues here. And the look on his face just looks insane. So we got to deal with his craziness after the events of everything that's going on, including his involvement with the white supremacist, uh, <laughs> you know, character from the last season. And he just he's man he is just mentally going out of his mind in his trailer on top of that so let me before we go because i gotta get names on this uh the boys i have to get names for people in this series because i it's been a while since i watched this series so here we go okay so billy butcher himself keith urban on the other hand is He's he's going in the deep end himself. He is now getting powers in this series. He's you know, I don't know if it's the same powers that he has um, that everybody else was getting, but he decided to level the playing field and a lot of his people are not having it. They're not feeling because now he's becoming what he was fighting against. And um, this is going to be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, everybody's coming back that is still alive. <laughs> 
this is coming back to the series. We also see Homelander just going like completely crazy in here as well. Um, there is a, a there's a major appearance of this show. Gia, um, Giancario Esposito is making an appearance this episode, 12 uh, episodes he's going to be in. Look, when he gets into wait, now that he's in the situation, it's going to get even deeper. Whenever you get Esposito in anything from Breaking Bad, hell, even uh, school days from back in the day, he was a major deal. He brings a level of depth and seriousness to a series. Even in um, The Mandalorian, which I believe he's still going to be a part of as well. So you bring him in, Giancarlo Esposito, man, dude, you, you're, you're upping the game. <laughs> so man it is going to be awesome uh so we got homelander going crazy he's dro he's dropping people from the sky <laughs> killing them splatting them. and it's funny the crowd the crowd is still cheering him as he's dropping people from the sky uh his the producer or the pr director <laughs> the pr marketing person in there um she just told she just put the made the cameraman put the camera down uh kobe um uh, uh, Minafe, uh, who plays Ashley Barrett, who we saw on, uh, what was that on? Jessica Jones, most likely, and she's on here now. So she's gonna be, uh, she's gonna have her hands full on this deal too. So we also got to see some new faces in here too. So let me make sure I get that right. Cause my man from, um, where is he? Oh, they don't have him in the credits here. That uh, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. IMDB sometime and how they set things up. Um, so the newest character is going to be in here. Uh, let me see. Yes, uh, Jason Ackles, uh, who we all know from um, Supernatural. He's going to be the latest character in here now. And he's playing a, a character that's in the comics. And he's also going to be the biggest threat in here. So he's kind of like, I think he's going to be the uh, Captain America-esque or US Agent-esque type character in here. So I am very much looking forward to this season of the boys because it looks like it's just going to be insane, like more insane than ever in here. So seeing uh, Carl Urban with uh, powers now is it's going to it's going to be a game changer here. <laughs> so Billy Butcher has like he's a character that's always he never wanted to, you know, he, he hated superheroes. But now he feels like he has to, you know, he has to do more now. And it's going to, I guarantee you, it's going to mess with his whole entire situation, his, his moral and ethics on the whole thing. So it is coming, man. We got a lot of, uh, comic book content to enjoy. There's a great time to be a fan folks. And, uh, there's no shortage. It is still keeping remaining strong. Despite my talk about the CW last week, they seem to be moving on, but it's still staying strong in other platforms here. So let's get it going. I am ready. And on that note, folks. We are going to end what's new in the world of ACMG. And we're going to take a break. Come back. I got to get a drink. I got to, I got to, I got to hydrate before I get into this, uh, into the, uh, talk topic of the week, because we're going to be talking about Chip and Dale's rescue Rangers on Disney plus available now. And there's a lot to talk about. I, I, I need to hydrate. It's 90 degrees out today. And, um, talking about this movie is going to, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. If you, this is the biggest fanfare thing I've ever seen. So we'll we'll do that right after this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to... ACMG presents... Talk Time Live! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Play! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, a movie I had no idea I would be enjoying, a movie I would not be considering possibly one of the best movies of 2022. What these guys have put together is astounding. I cannot believe the risk that they took and the ability to do what they did in here. I don't understand how they made this work and the way that they did, but it turned to be one of the best films I've seen this year so far. I mean, like the way I'm talking about it, you don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious of what I'm going to grade this film, but we're going to talk about why I'm going to grade this film with the highest of scores and the highest of uh, grades that I could possibly get. Let's start with the story here. We're talking 30 years after the popular TV show and we see Chip and Dale separated doing different things in life. And basically Dale went on to be, he's trying to latch on to the fame that he had with the original series. Chip has gone on to do other things, just live a regular life and everything. What separated them is basically Dale went on to try to do his own thing by having his own TV series. And by doing that, they were going to cancel the original Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers series. So they gave a reason as to why the original series stopped a long time ago, because nobody want everybody wondered why Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers ended like in real life a long time ago. So this movie kind of gives legitimacy to a lot of things and a lot of people in here as to what happened to them after the fact. So they tried to bring a real world, a real world approach in this movie. In a lot of ways, this movie is like a new generation of Roger Rabbit because what they do, like at the very beginning of the movie, you start to realize that like, oh, this is one of those things, situations where human like real world humans and cartoons are coexisting together and the same thing. So this is like literally this generation's version of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit in every way, because this is also a detective movie too. This is a buddy cop series. This is exactly what Who Framed Roger Rabbit was in every bit of respect along along the lines of also combining and crossing over all these different formats. You had in, in Roger Rabbit, you had Warner Brothers meet up with Disney characters, which at the time was forbidden. This, this we talk about in wrestling, there's the term forbidden door that kicks in and that's a term for those who are wrestling fans that where you have different 
wrestlers from different promotions and companies that you would probably never think to see in AEW and all elite wrestling come into that forbidden door. And, and now you're near you know, these characters and, and all these people are in a different promotion or anything uh, via a agreement. Who framed Roger Rabbit was one of the first, you know, one of those times where we saw something that we never thought we would see. And that is Warner Brothers characters like Looney Tunes characters, Bugs Bunny and all those guys and Daffy Duck in the same realm, in the same room, speaking to each other in the same place with the Disney characters and who framed Roger Rabbit which was not even Disney or I think it was Touchstone that did that at the time. But they, and I think Touchstone was probably a Disney product or, or at the time it wasn't. But they got the rights to have, you know, all those characters mixed with those characters. So we for the first time ever, we got to see Mickey Mouse be around and talk to Bugs Bunny. That was the that was a huge that was the forbidden door coming in right there. Now. In this day and age, it's kind of more common. We kind of get to see these characters come together now, and we've seen Marvel team up with DC and crossover that way. Um, and it, it, it happened in this movie too. <laughs> so we got to see so much more. I didn't expect. I mean, I'm thinking this is a lot of myself and a lot of fans were thinking like this is going to be our right, Rescue Rangers coming back. They go into their adventures. They do their thing. We get to see Monterey Jack. We get to see Zipper, Gadget, all these people all over again. No, we got to see so much more <laughs> than what we expected to see in this movie and they took a real slightly real world-ish approach to this now so like i said they both separated in their own ways dale is like a uh i guess he's like a uh agent or something he, he works in an office he he does office work now and he, like an insurance agent i believe so he's working a normal life like in Dale is just going to conventions and just, you know, still being Dale. <laughs> but Dale also, to try to keep up with the times, he also augmented himself and became 3D because now it's the times. And while, Dale, um, while Chip remained in 2D. So there's that situation. And this is just crazy. So basically what also is going on around the uh, around the city of or, or whatever they were, I never realize where they were i gotta watch it again well i gotta watch it again just to capture things i didn't watch i didn't see and catch the first time around but around town other characters of cartoon shows have been kidnapped lately including Fla uh, flounder from uh <laughs> little mermaid and basically what's been rumored or said is that these these characters have been captured abducted and reanimated and bootlegged they said to look like uh, characters like old other versions of the characters, so they wouldn't get copyright infringements and then being sold as characters of a bootleg movie or video for other for other uh countries or being sold to other countries or whatever it's really crazy uh this just the concept is insanely crazy so this movie who's <laughs> directed by uh akiva schaefer who, if you guys recognize that name, he's done a lot. He's he writes for Saturday Night Live. He's done he's worked with Adam Sandberg a lot, including um he he did the soundtrack for the Lego movie as well. Um Pop Star Never Stop Never. Uh Never Stop Never Stopping, which is a little bit of a play of Adam uh Adam Sandberg 
being that Justin Bieber like character. It was a documentary. It's ridiculously stupidly funny. Um, these guys have worked together before and they're doing it again. I believe he's done some things with, um, he's done some things for, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine two. I might be wrong. I might be correct uh, on that, but he's done a lot. He, and they gave him the nod to do this movie. So he's teaming up with Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. I'll say Adam, Andy Sandberg again, and, uh, also working with John Mulaney. Now John Mulaney is a guy that, I know he I know people like John Mulaney he as a comedian artist I never really got into John Mulaney uh, in a stand-up like that like he, he's a certain niche of people you know for me and I think my first appearance with him was when they did the John like the Mulaney show on Fox and they were trying to you know they they kind of made him try to be the next Seinfeld and it just didn't work out and it made it really even worse for me because I was huge. I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and I saw where this was go, where they were going with this. Even the, even the, uh, the characters with it were trying to. They were trying to. They even had their own Kramer esque character in there, sort of keep. So that show, people wasn't digging that show because you know it was blatantly trying to be the next Seinfeld, and it just couldn't. Um, but then you know I just never got into a stand up or anything like that. But I will say for the first time ever. This is something that I really, really liked in John Mulaney. I I loved his character here. Um, he also did play Spider Ham too, so I mean I did like him in that and in, in, um, into the Spider Verse as well. But man, I thought he did really good on here. Um, he was fantastic as Chip. I really uh, I I incredibly liked um, his portrayal here. But um, the other guys that also were in here too, uh, Kiki Lani who played in um, Coming to America 2 as uh, one of the daughters in there as well. Uh, she was on here. Uh, she played Mika on, um, which was the oldest daughter of uh, Akeem in there. There was so many great uh, actors in here. Will Arnett played Sweet Pete, which was like the rundown older version of Peter Pan. And he was actually the main antagonist of the movie as well. Uh, Erica B um, Banna, who played Monterey Jack. And he was actually people remember he's the original bruce banner from ang lee's version of the hawk which yeah with the hawk dogs and and and, and uh the you know doc the, the father banner or whatnot you know many did not like that movie but he did pretty good in there um there's just a direction with that you had also keegan michael key play a couple characters in here as well um <laughs> dennis Haysbird. Yes, that Dennis Haysbert. Uh, he played Zipper. So, that if any of you watch, you know, yes, the Allstate guy <laughs> and the 24 guy. Um, if any of you ever watched uh, the Rescue Rangers back in the day, did you know that Zipper never said a damn word in that movie? I mean, that TV series. He's only basically said um he he basically i mean that's pretty much it was whole angle he was just making noise oh not in this movie not only does he talk he actually has a deep black voice <laughs> okay and on top of that he is married to gadget in this movie him and gadget hooked up in this damn movie okay are you kidding me 
This was insane. They not only they not only had married, but they also had kids. Twenty four kids to be exact, because he's a fly, which leads me to believe if he had twenty four kids or twenty seven kids, I think it was in the twenties. Did he have the kid? I mean, what did I? The idea of that was just so out of pocket. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, uh, it just so much there. I mean, the cool part was they also still had, they still really did a great job going to this direction and this change, but also still remaining the lore and the essence of what the, and celebrated what was great about the rescue Rangers. They showed a lot of things in there and we're going to talk about that. I mean, like from the TV series, the popularity of the TV series and the video game as well from the NES. Uh, which I don't understand Nintendo switch. Why the hell aren't you? Don't you have any of those games? It's on a PlayStation uh, four and five in Xbox. Why is, why are those games not, we got Aladdin and Lion King. They were not the best of the Capcom, uh, video game, Disney series, mind you DuckTales and rescue Rangers got, and we don't have any of those just saying. So, uh, there's so many, there's so many really cool things. Seth Rogen. Can I say it was awesome here. He played Bob, the warrior Viking, which was basically the concept of, he was a 3d character during the nineties when 3d, when we were trying to, I, I literally just talked about that. When we talked about, um, we, I talked about Yu Suzuki recently and his situation with like three, with the 3d game era and how people, you know, people during the 3d era. Um, I, I think I just talked about this with, um, Boris Aguilar on the top five because Yu Suzuki was the one that really brought 3d gaming into it. But like everybody else was trying to replicate the 3d style, but the technology wasn't there for them to replicate it. Right. The same thing goes for animation. Animation was a new thing. And then, uh, 3d animation was a new thing in the nineties. And we had shows like reboot and other stuff like that, where like uh, reboot was good from a story standpoint, but the, if you go back that, that the, the artwork was horrible. Um, I'll give another example and people will argue, people will get mad when I, when I say this transformers, beast wars, transformers, beast wars was another uh, show that I was not a fan of most likely because of the character design and the 3d design that they chose to put in there. Uh, maybe if the character design was a little bit different, I would have liked that series better, but because I did like the characters, but I couldn't get past the 3d, the really cheap shady, you know, cheaply done 3d design because i knew we weren't at the techno we we didn't capture the technology yet to really make him look what we did now like if you go to netflix and you watch the transformers series now especially the th the recent one the last one that they did with the beast wars in there much much better we finally made it to the part time where we are with that so they look much better but back then oh it was that era of 3d animation and you also if you watch um even animate like 2d animated shows like spider-man um the animated series in the 90s they tried to mix in a little bit of 3d animation at times with it and it just it looked bad it was an eyesore i hated that they were trying to do that and i get that it was the era that we were trying to implement that finally we have reached a level in anime 2 they they were anime did it better but still it took years for it to be where it is now and it looks right now 3d animation is finally where we want it to be and uh unfortunately bob the viking the warrior viking was unfortunately not there there was so many glitches and bugs with his character he couldn't really look at anybody his facial he didn't have the face the cgi facial motion cap 
you know, facial expressions that, you know, we now see today. So he was a bit of a glitch. Not only that, he was very short. So <laughs> that was the gag with that too. Um, he also played, Seth Rogen also played other characters as well within here. Um, but JK Simmons, who plays Captain Putty, who I swore down, I swore down they were going to make him he was gonna he was gonna turn out to be Gumby at the end, but they do mention give a little shout out to Gumby in this movie too. But he played the uh, captain the captain of the police squad uh, in here, and it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I do want to take note too that where am I right here? Tress uh, McNeil, who I believe is the original voice of uh, Chip from Chippendales Rescue Rangers, I believe. Or I believe that is uh, that is the case. Um, she was on here. The original voice of uh, Gadget was on here, and unfortunately, they did not put her name up here. But uh, she she actually reprised her role as um, who also is. I would also say she's Dot from um, Animaniacs too. Matter of fact, let me go give her credit. And. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. So give me a sec here. I want to give her credit because I hate, I hate, like I said, I hate the way to just, uh, oh wait, no, Tress McNeil. Yeah. So she, she, uh, played, she was the voice of Gadget and she was the voice of, uh, Chip as well. So she, they, she was the only original character from the TV series that made it on this movie. I don't know why the others didn't, but it was uh it was really awesome that they you know paid homage to her and have her come back to reprise that role of gadget and um who oh who was by the way a mechanic in and off screen as well so it was just this movie was just so much fun the cast was absolutely awesome geekcell they had a hell of a lot of fun doing this andy sandberg as uh chip was so great uh, and, and like I said, like John Mulaney, this is the best I've seen a John Mulaney in When he come, I feel like I like his voice performances better than his actual performances. Maybe someday I'll like, you know, there is a stand up I may like of him or whatever like that. But um, this is where I feel like I enjoy him most in here. So I will be remiss. We can't talk about this movie without talking about every single Easter egg or whatever or appearance that we see there. This movie was so random. I, let me tell you something. I watched it yesterday, and you know, I, right after I went to my bike ride and everything. And like when you when you are riding forty miles or something like that, regardless of how in shape you are, now you're gonna be tired. You're gonna be drop dead tired. Like that's a marathon. That that is a freaking full. That's more actually. It's more than a full marathon. It's almost two full marathons. You know, because a full marathon is 26.22, or it's 26.2 miles. I almost doubled that. And um, I'm drained. But what kept me awake the entire time was watching this movie and seeing the cameos and Easter eggs here. And probably something that I didn't see. So I, you know, got down as much as I can here. We're going to go down it. The one thing that I just lit me up in the beginning, which is the beginning of the uh, movie where they're all in the auditorium randomly just randomly why is blaster from the transformers the autobots in the audience cheering chip and Dad? like what <laughs> it's like so out of pocket man it's like i mean he's in everything he's in there autobot symbol 
it's just so random. I mean, I, I I was just done. I was so done. You also see Paula Abdul makes a apparent um, cameo appearance in MC Scat Cat because this was them flashing back to how Chippendale started their careers and what led them to get into um, to doing Chippendale Rescue Rangers or anything. So we got to see them. So it was basically they you know the timeline was absolutely correct because it was during that time you know when when Chippendale's Rescue Rangers came out Transformers was still uh, a thing um Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat came out with opposites attract so it was a big party scene three little pigs was in there and of all people because this movie embodies that movie they did get Roger Rabbit to be in a in this movie as a cameo appearance so it was like you you're definitely giving a nod to the what brought you to this table okay i i can't say there's no way in hell they're not telling me that this was not inspired by uh who framed roger rabbit so having roger rabbit in here was just awesome so we also got to see uh lumiere from beauty and the beast in here which was funny because this was the scene where dale and a whole bunch of other characters were in the were, were in a convention and they were all doing their tables and all this stuff at the convention for people to collect um you know to get autographs and all this stuff and sell their merch or whatever it was hilarious we got to see blue from the jungle book reboot on here not the original blue from the from uh tailspin um was on here as well which was funny but of all and i'll mention i'll mention more well before i even go there the, the other out-of-pocket appearance for out of nowhere was tigra from Marvel Comics, Tigra from the West Coast Avengers. Just, she's just there. <laughs> it's just, I can't, I cannot. Like, she has never been mentioned once in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's, the last time we seen Tigra in a Marvel animated anything was the Avengers, um, was the West Coast Avengers animated series from back in the day. Have not seen Tigra since. She just out of nowhere just pops up in this movie. I died. <laughs> and even funnier, like in her booth, they have pictures of her on there that she could sell, like, you know, her her um headshots and all the stuff. Um, they even do show the West Coast Avengers cartoon series on there. And then on top of that, her comic books from back in the day and um her crossovers with Spider-Man. Like, that's a legit book, too. I died. But we even topped it up. Let me tell you, this movie was so good that it should have been in theaters. And I wish it was in theaters because I would love to be in the crowd when this happened. The biggest appearance of this entire movie was none other than Ugly Sonic from the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. I, I was done. I was not, let me tell you, not only did he just make an appearance, he didn't know this wasn't just a cameo appearance because he reappeared throughout the entire movie. I died. I was done. I was completely this. I mean, teeth and all they in a. This was the greatest thing ever. This was absolutely the greatest thing ever. I don't know who came up with this idea. I don't know how they got the rights to do this. This was just unbelievable. They kudos to Paramount. Kudos to Paramount for allowing them to do this, to allowing them to poke fun at the idea of this whole thing. 
but they legitimize this character as a totally separate character from the actual Sonic. He even calls himself Ugly Sonic. He even has a sign in his booth. This is Ugly Sonic. It's hilarious. And he's just like a running, running the mill actor now who's just like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. It was voiced, voiced by Tim Robinson. This was hilarious. And the, the biggest joke about it was the fact that they were just focusing on his teeth and everybody that was talking to him couldn't stop looking at his teeth because he has real teeth in there, whatever. Like, that was the biggest, that was the biggest issue that fans had with the movie. So every issue that they had with the with the, with this version of Sonic, they poked fun at. It was hilarious. Um, I, I, what else can I say about this? I mean, but it doesn't stop there. It just, the cameos kept going. They, like I said, Flounder from, uh, you know, Little Mermaid, which we saw in the trailer was in there. Um, I didn't notice this part too, but the Hollywood Walk of Fame names where Dale is walking off in a certain scene, Chun-Li is in there. <laughs> Chun-Li's name is on there. Um, there's also the scene, this little section of scene where, um, Batman and E.T. was on air and uh it was a uh, it was supposed to be like a spoof off of Batman versus Superman. So it was Batman versus E.T. and they legit had um there was a scene where Batman and E like where uh, Dale is watching Batman versus E.T. at home with his dog because uh Chip owns uh, I say Dale, I mean Chip. Chip owns a dog at home, so him and his dog are like watching Batman versus uh E.T. And uh, apparently he, uh, Batman's voice is not Will Arnett this time. It is uh, Jerma Tacone uh, in there. But it was a small but hilarious clip that they had in here. Um, Wendell, uh, what is it? Winchill and Duncan from Wreck-It Ralph made an appearance as their cops in here. Um, Doug and Porkchop from Nickelodeon's uh, Doug was in here. I Man, it just it was just insane. Uh, the cars from cars, the movie was in here as well. Of course, we talked about Peter Pan and that's the uh, character Will Arnett there. And they had the scene where he was, um, he talked about what happened after he did the Peter Pan movie. And there are some jokes in there that goes in there. Uh, the Lego, uh, brand was on here as well. Lego Miserable, which I, who thought about this? They also showed came, um, little shots of, um, Chip and Dell's video game and a Nintendo Entertainment System in here, so they got rights from Nintendo as well, just to have that on air. And by the way, that scene right here, th there's a controller in that scene that I used to own. I actually used to like that controller <laughs> at some point. So another big cameo appearance here. Of all, this was another like like Blaster from from um, Transformers. This was so random. Stan's dad is in a scene where he's in a sauna with two with the two pigs or whatever like it's just so freaking random okay of course we uh scrooge mcduck we saw him on a clip of the series he wasn't in here majorly like that um but we got to see him do his thing as well garfield makes an appearance in here they show a picture of garfield because he was augmented and he's not fat he's like steroid swole <laughs> in here. because part of the thing remember i told you is that you know, there's people that are abducting other, um, you know, characters and changing them, augmenting them to make them to, for copyright infringement, to, for legalities or not to not be sued or whatever. So they changed fat Garfield into a huge diesel swole Garfield here. There was also a nod to um, 
Rick and Morty in here too, uh, where they had Chippendale possibly becoming a Rick and Morty S type of character here. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was also removed character parts in here. One of them I recognize immediately. It was Sora from Kingdom Hearts or here where they took, you know, they bootlegged him somehow, but they took his original hair in here. So I thought that was hilarious. Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I just played Kingdom Hearts like no more than a week ago. I know Sora's hair when I see it. So that was in there as well. Beavis from, they had a Beavis and Butthead um, reference, but Butthead is running for Senator and he was on a park bench and they got the little promo in there. Oh, it was hilarious. Paul Rudd makes his appearance in here as well. Um, the My Little Pony characters come in here. The Lost Boys are in here as well. Uh, that was funny because he, the uh, one of the Lost Boys looked at Peter, uh, Peter, who's now Sweet Pete, and says like, wow, you you got really got older. He's like, and, and Sweet Pete, his response is like, Def is going to uh, catch up with all of us, which is kind of funny because it's like they, you know, the, the story of Peter Pan is that never, never land. They never age. So that was, I, I totally got that. We got an Indiana Jones reference here. Skeletor and He-Man, the, I believe the original voices made their appearance in here because they were in a convention as well. <laughs> Voltron makes an appearance in here as well. Um, the rebooted version of Timon and Pumbaa, uh, or, um, Pumbaa and, uh, Mantis, uh, and B.O.B. was in here as well. Um, the Greedo versus the Jim Henson monsters we saw in here. Just so many damn things. We saw like bootleg versions of Winnie the Pooh and the Simpsons. Uh, Pete, you know, Disney's Pete, you know, Mickey Mouse's, you know, enemy makes his appearance here. It was just so much to take in. This was just, oh my God, this was insane. We even seen, um, Zummy Gummy and in, in, in make his appearance in here. It was so awesome. And at the very end of the movie, you couldn't have it complete without having Darkwing Duck, which was he was also in a convention as well. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I I'm drained just talking about these cameos. This movie was unfreaking believable. It was one of the best things. I love who framed Roger Rabbit, but they took that format. They took that template. And I would say almost superseded it. it. There will always be love for Roger Rabbit, but man, they, they took this and went so far with it and made it work. And, and it, it's just amazing what they were able to do. Shout out to uh, Akava uh, Schaefer. This dude, he has comedy chops. Um, Dan Greger. Oh, I've seen write a lot of things for other people and Doug Mann were the writers for this. You could tell these guys were complete fans of the series, but they were complete fans of all fandoms in general. If you're a fan of all things anime, comics, movies, and games, this was the ultimate movie for you. If you have not, and I mean have not seen this movie yet, you need to go out of your way. Thank you, Disney Plus. I'm I guess the subscription fee was the pay for admission for this. I would, I think my only, the only negative I would have for this movie is that this wasn't in theaters. This deserved to be in theaters. This should have been in theaters, <laughs> but I am happy that they put it on Disney plus this was, I mean, and it got, it got the Disney budget. I mean, oh, did it get the budget in here? 
it the acting was great the characters their appearance everything you will love this series go out of your way go see it whether you're whether you are a fan if you're a fan if you've been a, if you grew up watching the original chippendales rescue ranger series and you have kids I, this was made for fans of the old series so which means it's my it's my adult a is people of my age demographic who grew up with this series but if you have kids they will love it too and or they will see some things that they will love because there are things that are being celebrated in there too it's a film for adults who grew up with this series but it's good enough and great to be enjoyed by the entire family go out of your way see this movie if you own disney plus this is a must if you need a reason to get disney plus as if you there wasn't a reason already with the fact that they already got the disney stuff the marvel studio stuff the star wars stuff we you know all of that content and nat geo for those who watch that if you don't need another reason alone this is just another reason to own disney plus why disney plus is becoming the biggest streaming platform right now why netflix is having trouble right now is because of disney plus and what they were bringing to the table okay they made netflix look like they they were chump change right now at this point go see this movie and guess what this grade gets an a plus without a doubt so chip and Dell's rescue rangers available now on disney plus go out of your way check it out and folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk time live thank you guys so very much again for listening to this show and every show next week now i didn't get a chance to talk about um what is it trek and uh what is it trek uh to yumi on uh the playstation 5 because there was so much going on this week things just got out of hand in my life um plus i was doing the the uh the talk time live exclusive special with boris um that took a lot of work to do and a lot of time out of my hands to do it as well so next week trek to yumi will be talked about on select start we'll have select start back up for that um also bob's burger is coming out next week uh, i believe that is the 27th yep it's coming out next week i'm going to see that and yes i'm going to review that because i am a big bob's burger fan and the fact that they are coming out in theaters i love this i cannot wait to see this um really enjoy the series the show on uh, fox so this is a no-brainer i'm going to be reviewing that next week stay tuned for that and much much more so folks thanks again and then of course we got all the marvel stuff coming down the line too so stay tuned for that folks there's no shortage of fandom if you like this episode and every episode of talk time live go out of your way to uh, talktimelive.com you will see all of our audio episodes our video exclusives like myself and boris uh brian o'halloran uh great great talented people on there uh that you can see uh rebecca kennedy uh who i interviewed a while megaran for those who are you know into the hip-hop uh nerdcore deal uh video game developers like adam tyranny and ban and rudis uh who does river city girls uh my man matt papa is on air kyle aber the voice of uh, Gohan and Ryu from Street Fighter and whatnot. Danielle Kennedy, my good friend. Uh, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz, artist of Marvel and uh, Udon Entertainment. Amanda C. Miller, the voice of Barato and Sailor Jupiter and Joe from Kid Cosmic. The in- 
I don't want to say the entire cast of uh, Naruto, but the cast of Naruto uh, I have on air. We all did a Zoom deal on air. Kevin Conroy, if you want to see that exclusive. Brian Donovan, um, who is the voice of Rock Lee from Naruto. You name it. By the way, my highest viewed uh, episode. It just reached 15,000 now. That That's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you, guys. Really, really, really liked by many people. I, I that, that interview was just great. But you can see all these interviews on TalkTimeLive.com and also my last year's uh, pot, but on pan, my virtual panels with some of the some anime's best in there as well, which is on the media page. The blog page, by the way, another thing I'm going to be doing soon is I got another unbox that I got for you guys. And if you're a Transformers fan, you're going to love this one. So stay tuned for that as well. There's a lot of content. We keep it going and we keep it growing always on this platform. If you want to subscribe and download, you can subscribe everywhere where podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Tumblr, and anywhere else that you want to go. Fountain as well. We're on there. Go check us out. Great free content at the moment. So <laughs> you can check us out there and just enjoy it all. It's, it's, it's for the fans. It's by the fans. It is all there. So, all right, fans. That will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. Take care and stay hydrated, <laughs> people in Philly. Take care, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.